Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 17 through 30, called Joy and Honor in Serving. We are in Philippians chapter 2. We are going to complete the chapter today, verses 17 through 30. The title is Joy and Honor in Serving, Philippians chapter 2. So once you locate that, we're moving verse by verse through the book of Philippians as we always do with books of the Bible. Once you have it, if you're able to stand, would you stand with us for the reading of the passage? Philippians 2, 17. Paul writing, even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy. And you can see that Paul was from the South with y'all. You too, 18, I urge you rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. But I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly so that I also may be encouraged when I learn of your condition. For I have no one else of kindred spirit who will genuinely be concerned for your welfare. For they all seek after their own interests, not those of Christ Jesus. But you know of his proven worth that he served with me in the furtherance of the gospel like a child serving his father. Therefore, I hope to send him immediately as soon as I see how things go with me. And I trust in the Lord that I myself also will be coming shortly. But I thought it necessary, 25, to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger and minister to my need. Because he was longing for you all, he was from the south as well, and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed, he was sick to the point of death. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I've sent him all the more eagerly so that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less concerned about you. Receive him then in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in heart high regard because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. Father, we thank you for the living word of God and we thank you of how it is so practical, so powerful, so beautiful. May our hearts be open to it being written right there, and may it lead our feet to the way that you'd have us to go. We want to have the attitude of Christ. We want to work out our salvation as we studied last time with fear and trembling. You are worth our commitment, so we lay this time at your feet. May you be glorified in both the teaching and the receiving of your word. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said... Amen. You may be seated. So joy and honor in serving is the title. When Paul went into the Roman colony of Philippi, about 800 miles from Rome, he preached the gospel. And we met three stories of transformation as it relates to salvation. The first person we meet is Lydia. And she was a businesswoman, well-to-do. And the Lord opened her heart to the gospel. She was praying down by the riverside. And uh, she heard the gospel, opened up her heart and her home to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
As they were moving through the town, you'll remember a second story of salvation or transformation. That is the servant girl. She was demon-possessed, making her owners a ton of money. Paul got annoyed as she was following them around. He cast the spirit out of her. She was set free. She's another story of transformation. And the third one is the Philippian jailer. As Paul and Silas are in prison and singing hymns, you know what happened. The Lord shook the prison. The chains fell off. He was going to take his life. But nobody left, and he was trembling there in front of Paul. What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus. You and your household will be saved. And of course, he did that. Three stories of transformation. Three different walks of life, you could say. A wealthy businesswoman a servant girl maybe at the lowest part of society who was demon-possessed and a guy that worked in a jail. That's a pretty good sampling of how the Lord transforms people from all different walks of life. Now we're going to move from three stories of transformation to three stories of sanctification or working out our salvation. And last time we were together, we studied working out your salvation with fear and trembling or working out what God is working in you. And some of you may have been wondering about the fear and trembling part. And I mentioned to you that God is worthy of us to walk in the fear of the Lord. But here's something else. And I heard a pastor say this this week. He said that Paul was scared in this sense. He never wanted his witness to be disqualified by his life. Remember in 1 Corinthians 9, he said, I beat my body and I make it my slave lest after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I think that's part of the fear and trembling that I put before you is a sober assessment of who we are so that we walk carefully and wisely so that after preaching to others, we don't lose our witness and become you know, someone that someone could mock uh, in terms of the cause of Christ. And so what we're, what we're going to get now is these three stories of transformation, three different men impacted by the gospel and now working out what God was working in them. We're going to look at Paul the Apostle, Timothy, a young pastor or minister, and a man named Epaphroditus, who may have been a layman, uh, a congregant in the Philippian church, or he may have been their pastor. There's a little bit of debate on what he actually was. But we're going to learn more about him. And in those three stories, we're going to see how we work out what God is working in us. And it's all going to be wrapped and saturated in the joy of the Lord. Balancing out, yeah, we walk in fear, we walk wisely, but we also have joy. Let me just set the table for you by reminding you of three practical applications we talked about in uh, the verses leading up to verse 17. We talked about how When we work out our salvation, we do it without grumbling or complaining. That's Philippians 2.14. How many of you took the P2.14 challenge this week? Anybody? Anybody? All right. How'd you do? See, you did surprisingly well. Now, here's the thing. If you're just thinking about doing all things without grumbling or complaining, you will catch yourself. Amen? Now, I think many of you... If I lined you up, you, you would say, I caught myself this week. I was about to go there, and I, I grumble, grumble, and murmur, murmur, and grumble. And, and you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. The 214, P214 challenge, supposed to do all things without grumbling or complaining. So I was in the sound booth last night, the final kids' praise play, and two boys came up to me. And they were like, Pastor Michael, great sermon on Sunday. I think you might be responsible for that. 
P214 challenge and we did a high five and it was great. And little kids were calling me out on the P214 challenge. This is awesome. No, but they, they were appreciative of it. And here's the thing. We all can remember this. This is one way we work out our salvation. We try not to be complainers, right? We, we, there are times that we need to vent and all of that, but you get the point. We're to have a different attitude among us. So the P214 challenge. The second way, uh, last week, just uh, re- recapping, we shine by walking a pure and straight path. That's Philippians 2.15. We're going to shine for God by not walking the way the crooked uh, and perverse world is walking. And a third way in verse 16 is we hold fast to the gospel called the word of life and we hold out the gospel to others. Now that leads us into verse 17 and it reads this way. Even if, Paul writing, I'm being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. And you too, I urge you, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. Now the metaphor that's going to carry the bulk of this teaching ahead of us is a drink offering. And some of you may be asking the question, what is a drink offering? What does that mean? The earliest record of a drink offering is actually in the book of Genesis. We're going to turn there. It's the first book of the Bible. And we're going to see the drink offering in the life of Jacob. Let's turn over to Genesis. Uh, We're going to pick it up in verse, Genesis 35, verse 1. Now, you all know that Jacob was a conniver, right? His name really means something like a conniver. He stole the birthright and the blessing from his brother. He was a manipulator. That's the way we would say it. But his life had a lot of twists and turns, and God was working in his life. And we pick up his story in Genesis 35 with the drink offering in mind. The earliest record of it is here. God said to Jacob, Genesis 35, 1. Arise and go up to Bethel and live there. Make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods which are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments. Let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods, verse 4, which they had, and the rings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak, which is near Shechem. Skip down to verse 7. He built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God revealed himself to him when he fled from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the oak. It was named Alan Bakuth. Then God appeared to Jacob again. When he came from Padan Aram, and he blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob, but you shall no longer be called Jacob. Israel shall be your name. Now this is the key moment in Jacob's life where he goes through a name change. From something like Caniver to Israel. That name, scholars would say, means something like this. Governed by God. James Montgomery Boyce, who's gone home to be with the Lord, a great commentator on the Bible, argued that the name actually means something like this, God prevails. That's what Israel means, God prevails. Jacob had been manipulating, now he was going to be governed by God. So that's the name. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year, and you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcasts and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods, verse 4, which they had, and the rings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak, which is near Shechem. Skip down to verse 7. He built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God revealed himself to him when he fled from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the oak. It was named Alan Bakuth. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padan Aram, and he blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob, but you shall no longer be called Jacob. Israel shall be your name. Now this is the key moment in Jacob's life where he goes through a name change from something like Caniver to Israel. That name, scholars would say, means something like this, governed by God. James Montgomery Boyce, who's gone home to be with the Lord, a great commentator on the Bible, argued that the name actually means something like this, God prevails. That's what Israel means, God prevails. Jacob had been manipulating, now he was going to be governed by God. So that's the name. And this is the idea of what it means to be a drink offering. It means that your life is now poured out in service to God. In fact, the Greek word for drink offering, for those of you who are taking notes, is spendo, spend with an O on the end. Now think about it. It has to do with how you're going to spend your life. I heard a story about C.T. Studd. He was a man who lived in the late 1800s and he was from a very well-to-do family in England. Cricket player, great athlete. 
And his father went to a D.L. Moody uh, evangelistic meeting and became a Christian and really wanted his sons to be believers. And he was trying to get evangelists to come over to the house, etc. But they, they were just not open. Or they, they would say the right words but weren't saved. One day an evangelist came over and, and uh, shared with C.T. Studd and he became a believer. And as he thought about uh, you know, the soul and what's really going to last, he became a missionary to China and then a missionary to Africa. And his father was a wealthy man and left him a huge estate. And C.T. Studd gave it all away. He gave all the inheritance away for the work of the gospel. Now, if that speaks to you and you're thinking of doing something similar, we'd like to meet you after the service. We can talk about... Just kidding. You guys know we all need balance with these things. But that's what the Lord put on C.T. Studd's heart. And so there was a little portion of the inheritance that he wanted to give to his wife to make sure she was taken care of. He was going back and forth to the mission field, etc. And she said, oh, no, you don't. If you gave everything away, you give my portion away as well. And they lived their lives basically by faith, spending their lives, and here's a key idea, of what, on what will really last. That is what is eternal. Prior to becoming a Christian, I only lived for what was really in front of me. You know, the immediate, if you will, uh, pursuits and pleasures and the like. When I became a Christian, eternity became a key concept in my heart. I wanted my life to last I wanted my legacy, and not just my legacy, but my work and what I pour into to count for something beyond this temporal life. Amen? Drink offering, spendo, is really this idea of a animal sacrifice. What they would do is they would put like a lamb or a bull, if you will, on the altar of burnt offering, etc. And the smoke would be going up to God. And they would take a portion of wine and add it to the sacrifice. That's a drink offering. It's a bit of a mysterious offering where a lot of the offerings, you can clearly connect them to Christ, like the burnt offering, the peace offering, etc. The drink offering is a little bit more mysterious, but it was literally wine added to another sacrifice. And here's what would happen. Kind of like if you were barbecuing in your backyard and you had some stuff on the grill, let's say the fire got really hot, and you sprayed some water on it or poured some water, the steam that goes up into the air is this idea of the drink offering. It's a life that is poured out to God. And you can pour yourself into a lot of things in this life, amen? There are things that will consume your time. You can spend all day on social media. You can spend, you know, the bulk of your life working at an office, whatever, whatever it is that you do. And I'm not saying that that's bad. But I'm saying ultimately for believers, we want to live our lives for what will count for eternity. This is the drink offering. So now Jacob's name has been changed from his will to God's will. Fits really well with the idea of the drink offering. And God also said to him, after renaming him to Israel, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation, a company of nations shall come from you. Kings shall come forth from you. The land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give it to you. And I will give the land to your descendants after you. Then God went up, verse 13, from him in the place where he had spoken with him. And Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had spoken with him, a pillar of stone. 
and he poured out a drink offering on it. He also poured oil on it. And so Jacob named the place where God had spoken with him Bethel. If you just look at that name, Beit or Beth is the word for house in Hebrew and El is the name of God. So the name means house of God. And so this is a poignant moment for Jacob where I think thinking about the drink offering, you think about Jacob saying, if you've renamed me to God prevails, I'm going to do this ceremony, if you will, to represent my life being poured out in service now to your will and not my will. That is a huge turning point for every believer to come to, where you finally say to the Lord, it is no longer going to be my will. It's going to be your will. And there are scholars that differ on what the drink offering imagery means for Paul. Did he think he was about to die and pour out his life? Possibly. There are others that see the drink offering as more about his service in serving the gospel and serving churches. You've been listening to Joy and Honor in Serving, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 17 through 30. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We're looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so that what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, maybe you're asking the question, how can I change my mindset to care more about eternal things than day-to-day gratification? You know, sometimes it takes something to happen in our life to wake us up to the fact that eternity, we're going to spend a lot more time on the future in the future than what we are spending now. But that doesn't mean that we don't enjoy our lives now. You know, we need to have more joy, enjoying every moment of every day. And the point of this particular section is that we find joy and honor in serving. So you can find joys now and joys that will follow you, if you will, in the life to come, treasures in heaven. And the key to that mindset is just to understand that I want to put myself into the things that will truly last, things regarding the kingdom of God. And so you enjoy your life 
and you pour the best you can into those around you. And you just say, Lord, I want to honor you. Give me the strength to live an honorable life. And you know what? He will supply everything that you need if that is your heart's desire. Well, I'd like to invite you to our Wednesday night service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You know, we have a a wonderful opportunity midweek to gather. It's a more intimate setting than our Sunday mornings. We do worship. We have a time of koinonia, a time of fellowship, and we go through the Word of God. It's a wonderful time. Hey, if you're anywhere within driving distance of the Inland Empire, why don't you come on out and check out a Wednesday night? We'd love to have you here. Wednesday nights at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. To get information and directions, you can call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. By the way, that number is good Tuesday through Friday, about 9 to 4 Pacific time. If you have questions, if you need prayer, just need someone to talk to, we have pastors available, 844-48-TRUTH. Don't forget, if you can't get here on a Sunday or a Wednesday, you're outside of the area or you have a home fellowship you're uh, part of, that's great. Remember, you can always catch us on our YouTube channel, either live or you can listen to these messages later and experience our services here at Living Truth. Just go to walkintruth.com and click on the church tab. You can also connect to the YouTube right there. God bless you. We'll see you right here tomorrow. And don't forget, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Philippians 2, 17 through 30, called Joy and Honor in Serving. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.